switched on on F104 and I'm joined by PJ from Puka Vogue Paranormal Investigations in Ireland. Hello. Hello, how are you? Very good. Thank you so much for chatting to us. So where did it all begin for you? How did you get involved in this? Okay, so I suppose where it all began was um, at a young age, um, I, I seen something I could not explain. Mm-hmm. Myself and a friend, we were actually in a relative's house and out of nowhere at early hours in the morning, it was like a vision ran across the bottom of the room. Mm-hmm. Now you have two separate people, two separate minds mm-hmm. that both seen the same thing. And it, you know, it happened. We moved on from it. Didn't think much about it for a couple of years. And then, do you know what I mean? Something never leaves your mind. Yeah. So then years later, I went with um, a group. I went on, on paranormal investigations. And then I knew this was definitely a road I wanted to go down. So it began to build from there. Okay. And I've been I've been at it now, I suppose, coming close 15, 20 years at this stage, you know. Yeah. But um, it's it's pure raw passion and it's trying to get, uh, you're, you're researching, even though you're an investigator, it's all about researching, you're trying to find validation. And you're, you can never, like as I always say, some people might say spirit, some people say ghost, everybody puts their own label on it, but at the end of the day, you're trying to connect with someone you can't physically see. What has been the most interesting investigation you've been able to do? Um, I, I suppose the most interesting one, uh, there was probably two, but I'll give you on one of the out of Ireland that I love promoting around Ireland, but mm-hmm. one was the Myrtle's Plantation in Louisiana. Um, I was very fortunate to just be in the right place at the right time, and I got to spend the night in the Myrtle's Plantation. Now, it's claimed as, as one of America's most haunted plantations, and I was there in my own bar, the groundskeeper who was stayed in a cottage in the grounds. On review of the footage at about three or so in the morning, I'm actually asleep. I captured a voice of a girl going, one, two. So the great thing is, if mm-hmm. I'm there on my own and there is nobody else there, who is it? Um, the building itself, so you could feel the energy from it. So that was probably one. Um, the second one would would be in here, in, here in Ireland. But generally, at the moment, you're trying to think of so many. Yeah. But I suppose a good one would have been Wicklow Jail. Yes. Um, I was investigating in Wicklow Jail. I was in the bottom floor. I was with a, with a group at the time. The only way to explain it to you is if you feel like an energy is standing nose to nose, it's like someone is standing to you nose to nose. And I was getting uncomfortable, but I was trying not to disturb what was happening at the time. And all of a sudden, it just felt like they put their head physically through me. And I won't lie, I took off and I ran. <laughs> <laughs> and it was my first time with a good run, and I don't run, yeah. but... Even as the night continues, my cheek was getting hotter and hotter. You could feel, if you put your hand close to my cheek, you could actually feel the heat. And even going home in the morning, because we all stayed together that night, Max appeared on the cheekbone. Mm. Now, on review, we've, we realised that a person two floors up was like, go down to PJ. And there is, a, there is a history there, of course, branding and Jack the Jailer. So it kind of ties in, but it was certainly one I won't forget. Are you ever afraid you'll bring them home with you? No, my biggest fear is the living. Even mm-hmm. like that's the only time I've ever had any issue with, we'll say, anyone has passed on. But no, I'm afraid of the living, not the dead. The, the dead will physically never harm me. Yes, I know people are afraid of attachment, but for I often say for the amount of years I met, it's the location where I've been to and what I've done. Um, now I do ground myself and I ground the team and guess I always call in protection at the start. But no, that wouldn't be a fear of mine. What tends to be some of the signs of paranormal activity? 
So even on an investigation, like night, like when you're doing them, you're doing them mostly at night time. You're, you're eliminating light, noise. You want the person to, to focus. So first off, I suppose, is getting used to the environment. Then when you're in there, your senses are heightened. So some people begin to feel like cold spots and chills. So all of a sudden on their left, they might feel as if they're cold in their left. That would be an indication that there is something now present near them. Um, of course, then you've got touch. Um, like, for example, I suppose on last night's investigation with a couple, they had felt the room go very cold in that area. They felt a presence near them. And we did an insect photograph. And the, in the photograph, there was two, two, two black lines we cannot identify. But it ties into their experience of, again, there's people feeling either that cold, the energy, you just can feel it. When it's coming closer, you can walk into a room. Sometimes you can feel when it's flat, and sometimes you can feel when it's, when it's getting active. But cold, smell is another one. Sometimes, like I was in um, Lep Castle, it's one of Ireland's clean, most haunted castles as well. And in, in the section there, you got, I got a smell of rotting flesh. Mm. In the same session, we actually captured an EVP. Uh, we captured an electronic voice phenomena there as well. So that tied in with that. And as I say, like with Redwood Castle, we've captured so much down through the years. Uh, we actually had a guest with us, Rebecca McRedmond, a singer. And she felt touched in her leg in the ground floor. And on review of the clip, sure enough, I could see her two ankles were sturdy on the ground, but the dress moved outward. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't fall back towards her. So a lot of the validation is coming from the person along with the equipment you're using to record it. But it's your senses of smell, cold, feeling the energy then of course then you're going into the, the next step of watching for the objects because we do use equipment we have a thing called a rim pod so it works off touch and also of a temperature change we would have a k2 meter which again if it's claimed that somebody comes near us that of course the lights up to red mm. you would have a dictaphone that you're asking questions and playing back upon and so you've dealt with you have so many pieces and tools to use and work with and then as well you would use trigger objects so, for example, you would place a trigger object in a room. You would ask if to know if the person there can move the object. And, of course, if it moves, you have to debunk it, look, see, or draft or so forth. And in Redwood Castle, we actually had an object move in the area. Only happened once. Never happened in any other investigation since in that area. Does it make a difference with who you have with you at the time, like if they're open to it or maybe a little closed off? Um, it certainly makes a difference because I always say, like, energy is your biggest thing. So mm-hmm. usually something will happen when there's that burst of laughter or when the, when, the, when the mood is high. But if you have people that are, will say, maybe too sceptic or too negative, it can, it can interfere with the investigation. And that's why I say to people, I invite everybody on an investigation, sceptics alike. Mm-hmm. But I only ask is, come with a clean mind. Let the castle breathe. Feel the castle. Don't judge it. By reducing negativity, absolutely. That's that's what I say. And obviously around Halloween, people take interest in, in spirits and this sort of paranormal activity. But do the spirits know? Like, is, does there tend to be more activity around this time or does it make a difference? For me, it doesn't make a difference yeah. because I've, um, like, for example, like the last two nights now we've been here in Redwood Castle, we've had different set of guests, even though we've had our full team, because I would say Pukaboga's team, but we have our full team on both nights, yet we had different guests between Saturday night and Sunday night. Yet the reaction on each night is different. Now, if I come back in February and it's team only, 
it's the castle or the location, wherever you're working, that's what you're working with along with the people. But no, it doesn't make a difference what time of year it is. I remember I actually captured um, an EVP on a New Year's Day. So, like, if you think about it, it was Christmas trees light. Mm -hmm. And just a spontaneous session, myself and another paranormal investigator from Wicklow, we just did just a quick investigation. And sure enough, we again captured an EVP. We captured a vice, a male vice that spoke over mine and said the name Francis. Mm -hmm. So if I was the only male and I'm talking, who was that male? Because the other person the investigator was female. And that was Christmas when it's cheer, Christmas trees. So no, time of year for me isn't a factor. It's about the people, the energy and what you're working with. Is there anywhere you would like to visit that you haven't gotten to yet? There's, there is a couple on my list. Like I'm, I'm planning next year I'm going to go back to uh, Wicklow Jail, but Charleville Castle is actually one I haven't investigated yet. Mm-hmm. And it's one I haven't been into. So that is one that's, that's definitely on my wish list. So if anyone wants to find out more about what you guys do, where's the best place to go? I always say Facebook and Instagram because, like, with those, we always publish any findings that we believe we've captured something in. We'll always share it on the, on the two platforms. The, the clips are there. The reels are there. We'll try our best to explain what it is. And that's where we share most of our information because even from my own mother, I remember my own mother when I first started, obviously things are totally crazy. <laughs> she was listening to the stories, watching the clips as we were going along. And next thing, the woman became totally involved in it herself so much so that when Puka Vogue was launching she was like I want to see most of this because unfortunately she was passing herself at the time she wanted to see it so I always say Facebook, Instagram you'll get a real feel for what we do how we do it and we always say our door is open to everyone Excellent, PJ from Puka Vogue Paranormal Investigations in Ireland, thank you very much for chatting to us. No thank you very much, appreciate it